0: I'm in studio with a legend of Donegal G.A. I'm going to introduce him now in a minute. Uh, But first of all, I just wanted to... Give a quick shout-out to our hurlers yesterday. It was in O'Donnell Park for what was an absolutely phenomenal performance against Fermanagh, particularly second-half performance. And after watching a lot of sport uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, you do well to get a better game than that. Don't they go off to a cracking start in the Nicky record, beating Fermanagh. A couple of tricky away games to Armagh and Roscommon now, followed by home games to Louth and uh, Wicklow. And we're hoping that they can reach the final. Um, as I say, I have a special guest uh, in studio here. Uh, he's looking at me now. He is a legend of Donegal football. Uh, St Michael's man who's been there and done it all. It's the one and only Column McFadden. Column welcome to DL Debate.
1: Thanks, Michael.
0: Good to be here. Great to have you here, Colin. Great to have you here. Colum, have you here. Uh, listen, you are doing many things at the minute. Uh, Colum, you're... Before we get to your amazing football career, of course, you're... Uh, married to Lily Lavina, you have three kids first and foremost don't right we? before we talk about anything <laughs> <laughs> that's busy enough first day. <laughs> that's uh, busy that's busy enough
1: yeah no it's busy alright Diane. I suppose the kids are at an age now where they're going to different things different Irish dancing and football soccer and so you're running all the time with them and then there's a bit of coaching going on as well I was up with the 20s there for a couple of months and uh, unfortunately they beat there in the semi-final of the Ulster Championship there the weekend before last and, and down with Slego as well a couple of nights a week, so it's busy now, but it's a nice place. Vice Principal
0: at St. Unions, you're passing on the uh, education to everybody, the next generation of players, the next generation of young lads.
1: Yeah, I'm up in the college, you know, and I suppose I've been in the college since I was 12 years old, went away for a couple of years to college and that, and I came back and have been there since. And now it's good up there, and you know, I suppose the sport up there is always a big part of it, and um, I think this year in particular, but I think it was '69, came out for the soccer trials for first year. and I like think seventy-three came out for the, the Gaelic trials. So um, sports, well, I think most kids now all get involved in sport, and are encouraged to get involved playing soccer and Gaelic. So yes, that's reflected in the the numbers that turned out for the teams this year. And in fairness to the standard, uh, there's on, on displays really really high. So yeah. that's good.
0: Have you ever played hurling? No.
1: No, well, I often thought I'd, I'd like to play hurling. within when I when I seen the shape of some of the boys' hands, <laughs> and that I thought I'm happy enough. There's no hurling and Donegal. Well, but
0: do you know um, what? I'd say you could have a little game. Colin. Yeah. you just had that natural skill about you and I say. I was out uh, just there recovering that match in the park, and and do yeah. you know what? I talk about two teams going at it. I know the tactics of a lot of sport now, particularly the the one that we are most uh, invested in football means that it it can c- it can cut down space and you can you can hamper teams playing. You can't do that in hurling just because of the range of it. But as yeah. I say. Uh, Donegal were up against it yesterday, and I say whatever Mickey McCann did at half time, he brought on a few subs, he reshuffled things. And certainly, I say Liam McKinney had a a, a magic game, his goal pivotal in the second half, and Declan Coulter kicking on with the last scores of the game to see Donegal across the line. Now, after the match, I caught up with man of the match, Liam McKinney, to see what he made of the proceedings. Yes, I'm here in the Donald Park with Liam McKinney, 11 for Donegal today. I have him down as 1-6. He's not too sure because he was too invested in the game. He was my man of the match. Uh, Liam, what did you make it? A phenomenal game.
2: Yeah, it was a very, very tough game. We put ourselves in a tough position in the, uh, at half time. We didn't play well at all in the first half, but then, so it was the second half, we we turned up a bit better, and we pushed on, and we got the win in the end, thankfully.
0: Yeah, four points behind at half halftime. Fermanagh, of course, relegated. We were in the league final. We were at home. Everybody was expecting a performance, but Fermanagh really came with that bit of championship buzz in the first half.
2: Yeah, that's right. Championship is a, it's a different story to the league, really, and... When you look at some of them from, from manner results, they only lost by one or two points in some of the games, so it was, it was, I'd say it was an unfair position for them to finish in Division 3A, but uh, we knew what we were facing, but uh, it was great to get a turnaround in the second half, anyway, like you said.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the likes of uh, Garland and, and uh, Laverty coming on, give you a bit, he kicked, uh, Garland uh, stroked over a couple of scores as well, and I suppose give you a wee bit of injection in that second half.
2: Yeah, that's right, the subs were crucial today, they, a lot of them only coming back from injury, so... It's, it's great to have them back in because we wouldn't have had them in the league towards the end, but now they're big additions come the Championship.
0: Yeah. So. And listen, you kept us taking over in the game, and of course that goal was, was pivotal, but Dagdon Coulter, you've seen at the end, you know, he's had a stop start season, but I mean, again, his experience later on, just tagging over them scores, giving us a bit of breathing space.
2: Yeah, that's right, Declan. He's been a great servant to Donegal uh, in the last number of years, and it's great to see him back injury-free and playing well there today. The so it is. And yeah. Along with all the, the, the rest of the forwards, some well enough today as well.
0: And it was it was his sideline puck, of course, across. It's a difficult skill, but it went right that back post. Yeah. But can you talk us through the goal?
2: Well, I suppose it came across. Declan had on the sideline. It came off somebody's hurley, and then it landed in front of me, and I sort of controlled it in the stick and just managed to squeeze it in at a tight angle so <laughs> I'm not really sure how it's...
0: At that, point, at that point we were desperate for that because we were trailing them we, we didn't look like we were going to be able to catch up that lead so that goal just injected a lot of life into us and was a real turning point in the game
2: Yeah, that's right, I was very happy to get it and we did manage to push on after that to a lot of the other players I think some of the Fermanagh heads dropped because they, of course we were the man down in the second half and you could see they were starting to fade then after that goal
0: Yeah, and do you think, listen, not taking away from our second half performance particularly them closing. You know, twelve minutes or whatever. But do you think that extra man started to make legs a bit weary? We did seem to come into the game more, but it's it's hard to hard to know whether that was a defining factor.
2: Yeah, it's hard to know. I'd say it. I'd say it was really. And I suppose we made a few subs closer to the end as well, the likes of Jerry Gilmore coming on and. uh and a few others as well come on, so that's probably helped as well towards the situation.
0: And I'm just looking at the, at the schedule here for you in the group stages. Of course, you have two tricky away games now, Armand, Common, Louth and Wicklow, they at home. It's basically five games in six weeks. I'm just looking at the way we were. Is it hard to get into championship mode with so many games like that? Do you know what I mean? You, you play league like that, but they play championship like that. It can be difficult to get that, probably that fire into the game.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose every game, the games come thick and fast, and you just have to take every game in your stride because it's their most important games, the championship. Like, so we'll take a lot of learning from that their game today, and hopefully we'll bring it into the next game and keep pushing forward. Then, yeah, yeah, and
0: listen, you're you're stoking over the freeze. I mean, someone of Coulter's brilliance on the pitch, you're still taking the freeze as a big bit, a vote of confidence to yourself.
2: Yeah, it's, I suppose I've been. I took them towards the end of the league when he was injured, so I've been left on them. Then today, I'm was,
0: sure you don't mind if he takes it all, but no, nah, I,
2: I don't. I don't mind as long as they go over. That's all I care about.
0: Yeah, well done, Lee McKinley and the Donegal, uh team. Colin, before we get to this amazing story of, of yours, I have a few questions for you. Just at the weekend, did you catch the uh, Ulster Championship games? What did you make of them? Particularly, obviously, uh, the Derry game was a bit of a foregone conclusion. Poor crowd at Brewster, Derry doing what they do. Strange tactics for Fermanagh, first of all, but there wasn't much to be be Learned from it, was there?
1: No, I suppose it was kind of an expected result. and I, I thought Fermanagh did a good league campaign and they came up from Division 3 along with Kevin And I thought they actually would have put up a worse der- a test against uh, Derry than they did. But I think Derry got a couple of early goals in the first half and that, you know, it really put Fermanagh to bed. Um, I suppose obviously Derry was expected. They were the farm team coming into it and they're the team that everybody's talking about in Ulster. So, um, today's game now I caught the last ten minutes of it. It was we we're down a slag with morning, so I travelled back up and I got to five minutes before the end and then the six minutes of stoppage time. But um it seemed to be a very open game and you know it was on like mona and Antirone when they're playing Ulster football yeah. They usually defences their first first priority and then uh, attacks the second one. But did
0: you think could you believe the score then? I mean one eighteen to two seventeen. I thought it was going to be really cagey. You might not mm. see it break out till the last fifteen. I mean it was phenomenal performance Throne seemed to the, the last All-Ireland one. they kind of went man for man they opened up they kicked past the ball and they, their talent up front got them across the line that's what they did in the first half really but Monaghan regrouped you'd have to uh, hand it to Vinnie Corey and the way he made ch- changes particularly like O'Connor McCarty going back into a deeper role running from deep himself and Bannigan coming on the loop they just seemed to be able to take on and beat their man. of course I mean Oh, tools, family. so calm. there's not many people, I think you would have done that. <laughs> there's not many people
1: would have tried that. I was watching it and uh, I thought when they wrong with the point that they'd, they'd close up shop and see out the last minute of the game, but, you know, I couldn't get over how easy Monon got inside the 45 and when they got inside the 45, won uh, two more passes and your man was through for a goal and I thought, I hear a goal going to extra time, and tap that over the bar. and when he shot low and hard, I couldn't believe it and I would say the other 14 Monon players in the field were thinking, "What the? what's this man not going yeah. for a goal, but Unbelievably, it went in then. Um, you know, he got some pace in it, in fairness, but I think uh, Morgan was probably disappointed that he was beat yeah. at the near post. But, you know, the, it was a brave brave decision to
0: take. For, for, for a man on his debut, you know, and a defender, I mean, yeah. it was a phenomenal thing in his head. I mean, you've got to admire the, the lad for doing it. I mean, yeah. sometimes I suppose, Gum, I mean, you look at you. there's, there's a chance for you to, to do something special. Now, the safe money was on the fist over the bar. And I think actually Monaghan might have won it. In a the way, they were
1: playing the better football. Yeah, but, they seemed to be creating a lot more chances. You know, when they're the kickouts, Tyrone didn't seem to be putting any pressure on it. Or they're trying to put pressure on it, but they're struggling to pick up ball on the Monon out And um, Tyrone are having to work really hard for those scores at the end of the game, whilst Monaghan seemed to be coasting in quite easily. Mm. So you probably would have seen them going on. But it kind of reminded me of a finish. Uh, we're down, we played Mayo in the league game down in Cork, or down in down Mayo many years ago. And, I think where there were a point or two down and him, McGee picked the ball up in the 20-yard line and yeah. swung the left, but hit it <laughs> under the top corner. So it was a defender thing can that happen. they could, can <laughs> happen. Though.
0: Just had it as hard as you can, is what you're saying there, Colm. Good was listen, you know, that's the that's other couple of games in Ulster. What what about our own boys? Um, I suppose we're trying to get some get a positive going into the Championship, because I'm very weary of, you know, we have a raft of, of injuries, players... Stepping away, players not committing to the team. I mean, it's been a real, real tough season for so many reasons. Uh, but you know, we've we've a group of young lads in there. We want to try and get behind them. How, it's very hard, I suppose. How how do you see this this mission now going up to Parke-Essler this week in this uh, uh, Ulster game?
1: Uh, I suppose it's been a difficult couple of months there for Donegal and uh, the senior team in particular, but. You know, when I look at that down game I'm actually quite confident and I've, I have faith in the boys that they will get a result up there I know I down under new management they've they've made the strides in the right direction this year as well but I think our Donegal team even though there are a couple of injuries and a couple of boys stepped away in that they still have a good calibre of players throughout their panel um, and I'll be confident they can go up to down although it will be really really difficult I still think they can get a result up there yeah. Um. I suppose just that wee bit of confidence and belief and hopefully they have that in themselves that that they can go up and get a result, but you know I think when you look at Donegal, they still have massive men across the middle third, and I think when you have that in any team, you know you can get a platform and kickouts. You know we talked we talked about Tyrone there a wee minute ago that they couldn't get a foothold in the morning kickouts in that second half at all. Mm. Whilst I think Donegal can put pressure against any team on their on their kickout, and when you do that, you know it can give you a foothold into a game. And, mm. You know hopefully they believe in themselves and they back themselves and they do go up and get a result because. You know, I think I would really love to see them get a one up there, and I think everyone done a would as well, just to deserve it. And you know, hopefully they stick together and they, they keep going at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen, this, this big bagging was an awesome presence in that second half. This Mooney's injured for them. O'Hagan's injured. They have a few injury problems. Mm. Is there some? Is there a man you know well up doing a bit of coaching there now? A young lad McGuinness? Is that true yeah. or is it false? Or can you comment? Gee, I haven't heard anything about that now, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was the first. I'll ring him on the way I'll home to see the, if there's a any truth to that. The word is there was a few sessions being taken, but listen, anyway, we'll, we'll find
1: that man turned up. Anywhere, we'll, I suppose, see. But, uh,
0: <laughs> we'll see, Colm. We'll see. Listen, great great stuff, Colm. As I say, um, uh, what a career, Colm. We we, we know all, of course, about the brilliant Ulster Championships of, of 11, 12, and 14, the All Ireland. Your all star which was well, well deserved and I think you should have had a couple more in the mix there. You don't get in the final of fourteen, even when we national league along with myself in two thousand and seven, yes, rolling back the years, boy. But Tell me Colin, taking it right back to, to the start, you know, I'm always interested to see where the football started. You know, you grew up in, in Creasley, of course, um your dad would have been big into into sport, column, Marjorie. She and me and she and even played at the tech together. Yes. You know, with Vaughn and Don, like sport was big in the house and, and you took it up from the from the start? I
1: suppose it always was, I and you know, it was there was no soccer down there way that time, it was just all gay and, so, style got involved in coaching, and I an old Toy would have been involved in those teams as well, and many more coaches. And, you know, a lot of work went into us at that age group, and the Parish League was set up, which would really have helped us a lot. And, um, you know, with a good calibre of player came along, and thankfully, it wasn't a very good underage team coming up through. And, you know, Christis wasn't particular, was in that age group, and a number of others like. And that um, was just it was a great time because most Michaels didn't have much success over. Years prior to that, they would have won an odd under-14B and under-18B titles here and there. I think when we came along, we won an under-12B and then the following year, we won an under-12A, which was the first ever in the club. So, you know, it was, it was a good time for the club and um, kind of pushed on the years after that. And kind of we would have challenged a bit. All Town would have came out on top of us a lot of the time and beat us in a lot of finals the whole way up through it. But thankfully, in the under-21 championship then, we came out, we beat them in the quarter final. And we went on to beat Glencewell I in the finals. So um but I football was always a big part of her life. Yeah.
0: yeah, good memories. Was you yourself and the toy boy there, you were joined at the hop at that point, you know, the two years were going to be some of the best players we ever produced. Um his father and your dad were coaching and Duddy Gall came calling pretty quick. He was one of Ted Webb, didn't he? Which was a uh, which was a big thing at the time, uh I suppose
1: I we played in the Ted Webb for two years. It was under sixteen, wasn't I under sixteen? Yeah played the year before and then the second year we wanted Martin McHugh as a manager and that and I suppose when we were younger like we didn't, me and Christy always had a good relationship, we always played well together and we knew, I knew when he was about to kick the ball or I knew where to run to when he had the ball that's understanding I suppose you get from playing playing together over the years but um, I suppose we didn't really expect to, to go on and play for the county or whatever, we just were going out and enjoying our football but I remember I was young watching the 92 team and was in particular Tommy Ryan was from over our um, neck of the woods all other county players were, were very far away in our eyes back then but yeah. um, you know we looked up to them boys and watched them on TV and listened to the radio, Highland Radio and Charlie Collins and listened to them playing every week and that
0: and it's funny you mentioned Tommy Ryan because I was chatting Big Brian earlier of course that's Brian McLaughlin to anybody who isn't aware who the Big Brian is I think everybody does think, know yeah. we were just reminiscing about you and Tommy Ryan uh, with the two left foots up in the bar in the central
1: yeah. who had the best <laughs> left foot? Well Tommy always had the left foot up and I always looked at the thought someday maybe he <laughs> be as good as Tommy's but no he was a, like, yeah, I remember watching him in the Tommy Ryan which used to be a big competition back then and um, I remember going out to watch him in Thurman playing and he you know, he's the only county player we would have seen about our way as I said And uh, you know You can aspire to be like them Then whenever And whenever there's not money about
0: Yeah yeah, And, and tell me home You were going to St Unan's You were I think you played quite a few years At, at minor there as well Didn't you You know It was uh, it- We
1: played three years Three years Myself and Christy And Michael McGuire From Glencombe Kittle Played for minor for three years The first year we actually got to An Ulster final We With Down down An Ulster final uh, They beat us in the replay I think it was 2-7 to 9 and down went on to win all Ireland that year. That Benny Coulter and Michael Walsh and a number of other players that have a good careers with Down after that. Mm. Um, but those were very good minor team, and Anthony Malloy is actually in charge of it. So it was a and James McHugh was involved and uh, Shawnee Boyle. So you know, first going into that as sixteen year olds, it was um, it was something special. You know, with these boys; these are the boys that you watched back in '92, and you know, you, you looked up to when you're younger. So.
0: Yeah. You know, there's so there's a day. good group of players coming through at that time home, You were, were successful or knocking on the door of success you know there's many a minor team that come through from Donegal at that time where you know we're also rants but you had a good group of players
1: Ah, there was a good team there I suppose in the next two years were good teams but we didn't actually I think we only got to the quarter final maybe and Fermanagh beat us one year and Monaghan beat us the next year so we didn't really push you on but if you take that the age group um the final year that Monaghan beat us I think there's some like eight or nine of them went on to play County Senior, which is a which is a serious number for one for one year group to go on and play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And tell me, the club then coming uh, come on the back of some of you's boys coming through, you went on a huge run, two thousand and three, wasn't it, in terms of uh, intermediate. He went all the way to the All Ireland intermediate final. That what age were you then? Uh two
1: thousand and three was it, I so was nineteen twenty, I
0: think.
1: 19 Christie was the same age right. that? but now with a good with a good campaign we're in division two that year. I think we went the whole campaign, we won every single game in the league, and uh, the intermediate obviously went on to win that, and the following, after Christmas, then we went on to an All-Ireland series, and we won it up in Clontibbert. they used to host the competition, and we went on, and we beat Dundalk D- Gales, I think, in the semi-final, then uh Cork team picked us in the final, and they beat us well, actually, mm. um, their experienced side, but that was a good campaign, That's, so we won Division 2 that year, and we went up Division 1, and unfortunately then they changed the leagues that year so we ended up they're all the leagues were four neutral leagues and then we end up back down in division two again after it so it took yeah. a few more years to get back up to division one.
0: Yeah. And tell, tell me come obviously Donegal were gonna come knock and that was just where life was to be. What was it like in those early years coming in to Donegal because there's been so much talk, nearly as much talk about them days than the days that were to follow, because there was a big, a bunch of lads that probably shouldn't have been. Not that they shouldn't have been together, but they shouldn't have been together on a night out, but it like it, <laughs> that. was no, a, that won't. was a good a, a, a team you coming in. We had a lot of good players. We would we won an odd big match. I mean, particularly I think for you, probably a game against Toronto, Clonuscom where you were where you shot the lights out. You know, I think that was a big match for you personally. But you were always. It was only a matter of time before you broke into the Donegal team.
1: I was supposed to like there's no doubt about it, there's a, there's quality players there and I think it's one thing we're blessed with them. even when we speak about the current panel, even though this boy stepped away, there's still real quality about there. And uh, I suppose that team that I came in, in two thousand and I think two thousand and one or two thousand and two, like there's real real good players there and you know, we had the capability of beating big teams and we did every single campaign we would beat one of the big teams. Or just stringing results together and beating two or three in a row that we we just couldn't get that consistency. Yeah. Um. You know when you look at I suppose football's changed a lot from from now till then and I think now there's a lot um, teams are just the fitness levels of every team and the way they're prepared from S and C coaches and keeping an eye on GPS and all that. Correct. They're they're fit all year round. But um, going back to that team, no, it was a real good team. You know, it's a pity we just we just didn't just push on that bit more and get that aye, bit of success
0: aye, listen you can make excuses for it I mean you're the best to own our teams maybe that ever ever were that, yeah. that's one tight issue but that, mm. that's not good enough because I I think the structure and I just mentioned it here when you come up this evening that just at your age range in when, when when Jim would come in I think you were just ready for that real professional side you just needed someone to direct us but at that time Colm, there was some signs in there you know particularly as I say I know it was only a league but even in that league I think that you know, we kind of seen that we can match up the teams but we just didn't know how to get to that next stage you know it wasn't yeah. you know yourself we all trained as hard as we could yeah. but then if we lost a game and then it was a few weeks to backdoor or something you know, all hell would break loose as Aye. you know
1: <laughs> and Aye.
0: so things, things happen in there that, that shouldn't but once the the door was left ajar, as the man says everybody was was away hammer and tong. so I guess in that time come you probably seen as you said there, there was times we knew we could beat anybody but the consistency wasn't there and then when the consistency's not there come I think when you're up against it then you've nothing to fall back on Aye. I think that's a thing that probably just in that era was missed
1: Yeah exactly, I I suppose like I you know when we came back for that first season, I was involved. I think we got to an All Ireland quarter final, and uh, Dublin beat us in a replay handsomely, right enough. But the next year, then I think we got to the semi final of the All Ireland. So you know, I suppose when I was young and I came in, I thought this is the way it is. Every year, you just you get to the quarter final, semi final, and unfortunately, in the next couple of years, with a bit of a lull, and um, you realise that's not not the way it is all the time. But um, you know, I think. Sometimes when things are going bad or you're not being as successful as you should be, sometimes you learn a lot in those that period of time and you know, I think that's stood to us younger players that we, we had that hunger to get back to a quarterfinals, and semi-finals, and um you know, those couple of barn years after that that we got a real hunger and I remember being in the gym along with Kevin and we were we making up gym programs ourselves and doing it for a couple of weeks and then you'd be wondering are you doing the right thing and you change the route and we're just we're we're chatting and we would love some man to come in and you know, tell us what to do, and we'll train twice a day, three times a day, we'll, we'll do whatever's needed. And you know, thankfully, Jim came along then at that time and, and was there to, to guide us. And I think yeah. the timing was good that for us that he came in, and he got us at a good time as well. That we yeah. had a panel of players that are real hungry to, to work and do whatever was needed.
0: All right, listen, come, it was an absolutely phenomenal time. Just before we get there, though, we have to just mention the, the lows that was there in terms of just pre that, particularly the likes of that game in, in Armagh, of course, yeah. come, and you know. We we had we 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 the basis of a of a decent side, but we 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 were completely like, um, I suppose we'd we'd completely uh, listless as a team in terms of what our focus was, what we were going to do. I mean, that's the reason I think Armagh kept beat us. They had a defined way of playing. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. hard to play against. They were physical. They were doing the weights. They were prepper, prepping. They were analysing games. We we weren't doing any of that. So you know, you seen Donegal that day really really crash again against Armagh. How did how did you feel about that time, call? You, what age were you then about 26 um, were you 27? 27 uh,
1: yeah. 27 that year yeah.
0: did, did you feel like leaving there that time you know this is as far away as ever for us or what What was the thoughts at that time
1: oh, well, I suppose it's, actually everything goes through your head when things aren't going well you think of everything but you know I don't think for me walking away from football was ever an option um, I think you, you develop a lot of resilience when you go through things like that and you know I knew that uh, after that no matter how tough things were that I was never going to walk away or step away from it I'd keep battling away and you know, I think that stood to me then, in the years after that, yeah. um, that I was able to keep going. And you know, I suppose there was a lot of that time. There was a lot of criticism and a lot of negativity towards I suppose, myself and towards a lot of. There the was players that thing, remember,
0: where you come off the thing, and there was the camera shot on you, and somebody made a wee remark to you, and you mm, just gave him a half smile. Like people yeah. played up in that, and I think
1: that was the kind of things going on around then. I the NI that you know.
0: They, 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 at the same We say we lost a game and there was boys in, seen out in the session. Like, if you won that match, nobody cared. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. People then look for reasons to get at. Yeah. People thought that was very unfair at the time that people were singling out something. Because I was a teammate, somebody probably said something to be a wee bit smart uh, to yeah. you. So you're only being a teammate. That, like, yeah. just that,
1: because you're smiling or was a passed away comment. I think maybe there's was something up in the... <coughs> the what do you call what, it? What was the comment? Somebody, no, somebody <laughs> went up... I think it was announced that I was to get a 100th game or someone that was oh, getting the right. thing, and I was, I, well, I smiled and said that was convenient or whatever. Well, and camera what? shot on to me. I
0: didn't know that. Come yeah. honestly, maybe I did and I've forgotten actually. But do you know what? In my hundred game, we get Havert as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So, <laughs> what was that, do you think of yeah, exactly. But yeah. well, you know what? Come, this is that was just the worst that it was going to be at that point. Come, and it was going to phenomenally turn for you and for Donegal and for everybody involved. We're going to get that after this break. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back to the DL Debate. I'm in the middle of life stories here with Colum McFadden. And we've just got past a rough time in Donegal's uh, evolution in terms of their championship play. It was 20, uh 2010. And we were at a low ebb. We've just discussed it there, uh, Colin. Uh, you just passed your hundred game, and we're wondering mm-hmm. what's coming next and who was coming next. But the in Law was deciding to come in after a very good under twenty one campaign, right. where they got the All Ireland final. Uh, did you know in house that uh, this was going to happen? I mean, I was all Donegal people. I thought. Get him in, get him in as soon as. Did you did you did you know from talking to him that, that, that he was going to take the job or go for the job?
1: I can't really remember now, but I think he was obviously he would have been chatting about it and that and everyone knew that he they're in the back of a good under twenty one campaign after getting one in Ulster and getting to an All Ireland final so you know his players were kinda of excited and you know, we would to be talking to under twenty one players and he heard what he was at and the trade in was you know, it was tough and they are well organised and well drilled and you even know to look at them I remember going up to Bristol Park to watch that under 21 campaign and you know the pace the boys were playing when the counter attack coming out of defence and that was something else and you know for us it was just exciting and we we're, were praying that he was going to get, get the job and uh, thankfully he'd get it and you know it was um, good times then after it.
0: Uh, listen, everything was going to change, football changed forever on the back of that. Mm. Um, you know, that that famous Downing's was not Downing's where the initial meetings. Downing's,
1: I right, Where yeah.
0: he he'd met everybody individually and started to strip it back and I suppose get rid of those scars that were hanging there the last couple of years. Come. And get us focused. Training fat Adam Spear was on, of course, as well for that real S and C push. Mm. Did you feel there? And then, even from them early days, there's going to be a big change here. When when did you start to feel this will change? Because the the rate that it changed was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it happened in in, in year one, Ulster and, uh, yeah. and semi.
1: Now it was crazy how quick it happened. Now, I suppose, obviously, our confidence was on the floor, and you know, Jim was telling us that he, what he's going to do and where he's going to take us. And did you, you, know, you believe him? We we. Did believe him but part of you didn't believe him either because <laughs> you know, honest, we knew we it? knew where we were at and we knew that you know, we could see what Armada does the previous year and they didn't win Ulster and you know, we could see where Toronto are at and all these teams and that was where we had to try and get to match them But you know, we wanted to believe him, but you know, once the training started and things started to build and you could see the difference in intensity of training, you could see they were starting to get fitter. Um and, you know, of. Always a vivid memory of the first league game it was actually against Sligo up in Balbofey. I remember it. Uh, down at one stage, I, I think it was, it ended up 2-6 to 12, I think. and I, They got two goals early in the first half. And I remember we were shooting up to the river end that night. And I remember thinking, things haven't changed at all. And, yes. You know, still still the same old and we're still way off the pace. And The next thing we got a couple of scores and things started to change. And we came through then, I think at the end of the game, then I remember put a ball into Murphy and he laid it off. I'm not sure who kicked it over the bar and we got an equalising score. Yeah, and, you know it was, that was a massive result to show that uh, it was against Sligo, but to show that we didn't throw in the towel, we kept battling, we kept going. Yeah. we came back and got a draw, and then I think we went on. We won the next five league games. Uh, we qualified for the league final, and then Leash beat us down in Leash in the last game, but we're already through anyway. But yeah. um, that first game was always. That's the one game in that league that I do remember.
0: And tell me the training obviously was upped up now. Martin Michael Honey was talking to him yesterday, the famous Mackie obviously came in the back of you and Toy. You know, Big yeah. Brian was obviously there already, of yeah. course we have to say as well. You know, you'd you'd six players in all, your bro came in there and um Peter Wallerow and Peter and, and Daniel McLaughlin. Daniel, of course, yeah, yeah that's right. So there's a massive Sam Michael's mm-hmm. crew involved. But what, what was the story with this fat camp? Were you in this fat <laughs> camp that I'm hearing about? Uh,
1: I, I I think I was just there to keep Frank McLennan and Martin Mclennan and them boys' company. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know how I got labelled with the fat camp no, third time but I look at the video,
0: no I tell you that much. Uh, I but I was
1: the first man on the list I think always right, but right, now right. I remember um 2012 like we used to train and training was tough but we would train Tuesday Thursday and the Wednesday morning it'd be the gym and Friday morning it'd be the gym and you know come to 2012 was around March time and um my fitness level still wasn't where Jim wanted them to be so and the gym was going well enough uh, so, on the Wednesday morning, instead of going to the gym, I'd go over and get changed. The boys would go upstairs and do their gym session. I'd head out to Larry Kenny Gale's pitch and go running with Adam Spear. Yes. And this was after a two-and-a-half-hour session the night before. So, we would have done that for maybe, I think it was three, four weeks, just
0: before the championship. But the difference it made to
1: my fitness was, was crazy. That is
0: some, that is some commitment, uh, column. and And... Was everybody was everybody buying into this in terms of the bond was starting to be created through the hard training? You know when you're in a tough area like that, was that part of it? That that the tough training that everybody was doing it and you could see I could see the body changing you guys even from yeah. watching on you could see I mean look at Kavanagh; I used to call him the string bean uh, <laughs> listen, he was far from that then I mean the power yeah. that he came you know, I could see it in all of you in terms of the developing so everybody that was creating I suppose a bit of a bond along with the on field stuff going right for you mm.
1: well, I think you know when I look back to the, you know that first Star in all Ireland in 2012 you know they're great memories and great memories of the family going to games and all the hype and that all around it but nearly the most fondest memory as memories are of going to training and as you say the bond that was developed on training from training hard and seeing every man going through the pain barrier and working as hard as he possibly could to try and get fitter and you know the training was real that was for me a real exciting time mm. of, of um, those years you know because we trained really hard and you know you could see that everyone was wanting to Everyone was on one page and pushing things on the one direction.
0: Mm. That's interesting. As, as I get a bit philo- philo- philosophical in my older age, yeah. I'm looking at things again. If you base things on success, which I know sport is, but I just mean life in general, mm. that there's. We, I know Jim was always talking about the journey. You can't. Kind of, I think is that word trademark. Uh, yeah. But but there is. But what he's saying yeah. is that this whole thing of your life and your family, your training how your whole life works and the camaraderie and the players and all that has to be enjoyed and for what it is because those wee moments that when you win something they're kind of very short lived so yeah. you have to take every. you have to take the experience in you have place.
1: to yep. yeah you have to surely you know I mean we were training on Castle Fun that time and you know I mean driving up and I remember pulling the wee laneways you went to the pitch there yeah. and uh You'd be totally looking forward to training, but you'd be as nervous as could be because yeah. you knew what was coming, what was ahead of you. But you're actually looking forward to it too, which is a strange, a strange sensation. Like, but um, you know, there's some hard nights up there running two hundreds and that around the field, but. You know, good times. I think that, as you say, as George Jim always says, the journey was was the big part of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And listen, Michael, I was I was in the crack room last night. Was there a session where he was given off a bit, and you had to talk him round? I heard that. That <laughs> seemed to be. He didn't mention himself uh, last night though. But they
1: don't know. I know Donald Park. I think he was kind of we're up and down the field now. He cracked. I think before, just before the rest of us were about <laughs> about to crack too that we couldn't hack these runs any longer. But you know, that was the nature of it. Every man was, you know on the edge of actually not being fit to do anymore, more and um, you know it's mad how hard we actually trained when you look at you know the way it's the GPS is done now and they're always very careful about not overtraining a man so he doesn't pull hamstrings or mm. p- pick up injuries and that but you know I don't know we, the amount of running we did and the amount of training we done and we were able to avoid the injuries but you know I suppose Jim had a plan and he had a system in a way yeah. how, how it was going to work and it did Ham, work
0: Ham and Rory were working well in the first couple of years too like uh, Both guys completely fanatical about it. You know, Jim had this master plan. And I think his confidence in his way, you know, meant he's unreal in the group. You know, Mm. brilliant talker. He he just has that presence about him. He had the sports science. He had the history of of 92 right through those years. He's seen with Armagh did you know, he seemed a Tyrone did in terms of how we played against him. So he started to develop a plan with suit Oscom, but he needed to use ultra ultra fit first. Adam Spear comes in to do that. And as you say, that first year, twenty eleven, I know we got all Ireland semi uh, what was the feeling then, come at that All Ireland semi? Maybe the f- famous one where we were still perfecting what we were good at. Yeah, it was, about, it was about <laughs> a
1: bit
0: of a booing. the people that gave we were like, right, let's get the All Ireland final." But did you think after that season, come that the next season you were ready for a full on tilt? Was that the, kind of the feeling in the camp?
1: Uh, well, I think you know that that game against Dublin, the semi-final, where finished eight six, was it? I think. Um, you know, I look back. That's one of my a uh, great memories of that game, even though we came out in the losing side. You know, because Dublin, I think they fired up twenty or twenty one points against Tyrone in the quarter final, um, and they were red hot. And we went down the bus. We parked the bus. We got a lot of men behind the ball. But I remember Brogan and the two Brogans going up the line and trying to shoot from the sideline and putting on twenty thirty yards wide. And we really had them rattled. Yeah. You know, until McMenamin came on the second half and we kind of ran out of steam. The thing that did come out of that game was, you know, I remember being in the changing room after and we were seriously disappointed, but it gave us a real hunger that we wanted to get back there again. And after that game, with the belief that hey, we can compete with these boys, we just need to get a wee bit fitter. And Jim obviously told us that we need to work on a, an attacking plan as well, but it give us that confidence and it gave us that hunger to try and get back to that stage again. And you know, I think probably if if we did had if we had a held on against uh, Dublin that day and got to a final against Kerry and Kerry beat us it might have been harder to lift it the following year Yes, which I think the semi-final gave us a, losing the semi-final give us that hunger that we want to come back and go one step further
0: the next year and get to yes. the final Well Colm your form the next year you know you talk about having a good game you you were close to perfect in twenty twelve. You're my footballer of the year all day every day. All right, yeah. I just could not not that I couldn't believe it, but just the level that you went to. You know, and I know. Mm. The St. Michael's boys were saying if you run the car with them, you were going to be half an hour late because you were out training, training. Your focus was unreal. You're also having a big impact in the dressing room in terms of your leadership as well and talking to people and helping other people around you. But your season then in twenty twelve, come what what a run and for you. I don't did you miss a free the whole. Campaign. Um, I, I can't I did, remember. I, think, uh, I can't remember. And, and, and where you were the, kicking him? The
1: I reckons he must have won on the first game did against he? Kevin. <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, he
0: has to pull uh, it, it up. So I, I always meant
1: to look back at the video of that <laughs> game to see it, but it might have been out. I remember Murphy was injured that day. Yes, or I oh, was he injured, or did he pick up an injury? He wasn't playing annoying I was game. from
0: the other. Other um, side, was it?
1: Uh, so I don't know. but I must, We'll look uh, back hey, someday. We'll if, you, well. <laughs> Colin,
0: because, listen, as I said, he, he, and most of your frees were difficult, uh, Colin, but you just had an air about you that you was went through that campaign. And as I looked at the other teams we were playing, they all decided they played play their own game against us. And we had a few ropey moments through, throughout that uh, uh, campaign. You know, as we went through games, we were up against it, Kerry and and at times. Yeah, but yeah. there was a real uh, kind of fortitude in the team, where our game plan was going to overcome the opposition and and if we stuck to it, we would get the result. You had that feeling there from us. Uh, Aye. Like I remember, there's the Cork game in particular was a big... In
1: the first half, it was kind of point for point and up and down the field and, you know, the third quarter, I think we called it the moving quarter for us or whatever, and we got out in the second half that we always pushed on and, you know, we did in all those games, we nearly pushed on that stage and we were kind of comfortable going on to the end of the game. Now, we you know, against Kerry, it was shaky. They got a goal late on and then the were into the box and it was kind of nerve-wracking stuff like but um, uh, it was uh, it was um, it was good times I suppose it's just the way things went that year and confidence and we're all confident and you know we're getting more confident as the games went on and I think confidence is key to anything you're doing no matter what it is in life whether yeah. it's work or if it's sport you know if you can get boys confident and, Believing in themselves, you can do you can do big things.
0: Yeah, and Colin, I want to ask you about the build-up to All Ireland, and of course, hitting one four in that final. As every player and I was, you dream of playing the All Ireland final, but you yeah. definitely dream of hitting the back of the net. Aye. I want to ask you what that felt like. A Colin, will do it after this ad. The DL debate with Sister Sarah's Kenny, serving food you'll love till nine pm daily in Sarah's kitchen, and there's free admission entertainment every weekend. <laughs> Yes, welcome back to the deal Debate. I'm here with legend of Donegal GA, Colin McFadden. We're at the All-Ireland Final and we're at that point, Colin, where the build-up, absolutely crazy. Donegal is buzzing. I mean, such a lift you just gave to the county. And I think the the effort that you just put in, everybody knew what you were doing. You just got to uh, an unbelievable level in terms of being at an All-Ireland Final. We hadn't been there since 92. It was the only time we'd been there. How was the, the build-up to that before I get to your own performance in the final?
1: Uh, it was a crazy time, you know, and I suppose um, I remember Kieran, Do- Kieran Donaghy from Kerry. Was, he was working with Kerry Lacey in the bank shortly before that, and he sent him an email and he gave a lot of good advice on it. Um, and, you know, that advice did definitely, it definitely stood to us because I suppose Kerry were in all Ireland finals every other year and then knew how to deal with the build up. And, you know, he gave us different advice with regards to tickets get somebody in your family to deal with it, don't get involved in it. Um, I suppose when you got in public everybody was speaking to you, so you said if you're if you're going to the shop make sure the phone's up to your ear yes. <laughs> that, that you're busy before because disguise. people people wanted uh, people all meant well, but you had to you had to keep focused on what was the important thing and you know it was nice to go play in an all in final, but you definitely wanted to go up and win that all in final as well.
0: Right. And the night before Colm, what was it was it hard to sleep? Uh, or what was going through your head because the work done the preparation was all there mm. but you must be thinking the day of all days now you were having an unbelievable season as I say come on, but the confidence must have been high that you, know, you were going to play well number one and the team was going to win
1: uh, I suppose that's sort of the part of the game that Jim probably could right for us was the mental side of it that you know he didn't set us down and do stuff individually on it but he, as a team the way he spoke to us and that he probably had us rehearsed or prepared uh, mentally in that and you know, I suppose I don't remember much about the night before, but I got into habit a couple of years before that about reading books before I go to sleep. Because remember, we played Cork in that two thousand and eleven game, and uh, I was twisting and turning the night before I could not sleep. But I think it was seven o'clock in the morning, and I still wasn't sleeping. Right. So, I knew at that stage I can't, I can't continue trying to play the next day if I can't sleep the night before. So, I started reading books and that then before it, and you know that's kind of my routine before all games. After that, I would read whatever book and it got your mind off the game because. If you start thinking about the game the next day and start with, uh, thinking about trying to kick a point or a goal or whatever, you're going to yeah. start thoughts are going to start yeah. racing through your head and you will not get any sleep so, at all.
0: Uh, just the mindset of what Jim put into you there, Colin. I'm just saying how how you got the best from yourself. Listen, his mantra right around the mindset, and I know he would have been deep one to one, but you work hard, you do your job for the team, and basically. You're fit. You're ready for this. Was it? It was. I suppose it was a simplistic message as a team or as a squad in many ways. Because if you all work for each other, you get your results. You could see there wasn't any pressure on anybody at all at any point in the team. You way, know, some ways in games before you, if you didn't score early on or if you missed a free or something, you might be under a bit of pressure. You didn't see that. We used lads. So Jim had your focus completely in, I suppose, getting the very best out of each player individually and then as a team you could really feel that often goal.
1: Uh, I suppose it was the game plan I had and, you know, just he often he would have said stick to the game plan and, you know, there was a number of different points on that game plan. You did the defence maybe you had five points and attacking game you had five different points and same for the uh, as a whole unit you had a number of different points so we knew that if we stuck to that game plan that uh, we could take any team in the country and uh, I think as you alluded to earlier on like back in you know, and whenever we were playing ourselves together, you know, we could turn around and beat any team, but we couldn't do it consistently. Yeah. It was probably because we didn't have that nailed down game plan to fall back on. Mm. But we knew then, when the pressure was on those big games, that if we fell back and just kept doing the right thing, and um, that, you know, we, we could be successful. And even if, as you say, if we went a couple of points behind, if we just keep doing yeah. the 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 points that he said that would we'd get there.
0: Yeah. And just as I say, home, that feeling of hitting the back of the net, of saying that was a McFadden strike, hard, low. You you knew what you're doing there, but what was that feeling, or was it kind of this is such a massive match? I put it in the net, head straight on, or what was the kind of feeling going through your head when you when you hit the onion bag?
1: Uh, I suppose it's kind of it came off. I Remember, Bertie had the shot that day, and it came off the it came off the side of the post, and I just reacted and uh, keen from me, oh, He fumbled it kind of, and it fell to my hand, so I couldn't believe it, and I just knew there's a lot of bodies around me, and I had to keep it low. If I didn't keep it low, it would have been blocked, and you know, it's, I think always if you keep it low and hard to the keeper's feet they always find it hard to get down to so it was a nice feeling to hit the net now um, you know remember back I was up at the All-Ireland Final in 2011 between Cork and Kerry and I was watching on I was thinking it would be unreal to play out in an All-Ireland Final and yeah. you know to think that to, uh, or 2010 sorry that game was I think two years later that I was actually out playing
0: another in the final and to to score a goal it was, yeah. it was a special. Event. It was it was remarkable. And come at, at the end of course the final whistle. But what was the feeling then? To, you know that this had happened that you got to the pinnacle. You know all those years of playing from a wee lad, running about uh, Chrysler, You know that you would got to this level. You you an unbelievable season for you. Come as I say, I think you were the best player by far that season. That that we went all the way. And I suppose the whole family tie-in with, with Jim and that as well. You know, it must have been such a special time, so many St Michael's boys involved as well.
1: Yeah, yeah it was a surreal moment. Like, you know, it's you kind of nearly still hard to believe that we actually were out in the field that day, you know, when you watched the 92 boys. And I remember watching it up at the cousin's house at home and, you know, to think that we were there in that moment. And um, I suppose, as, as we say about the journey, it's, that moment kind of goes very quick. And, but it was nice to, to, to win it, like. And, you know, I suppose the goal coming early that day. I remember thinking we were seven points up maybe in that first half and at that stage we were nearly kind of wishing the game away to get to the final hustle to get the yeah. result. Yeah. So it was a kind of funny game in that way. like. But I was just it was special, you know, when we got onto the bus and the crowds in the street and you know just the whole atmosphere the whole thing was was crazy Yeah, I
0: know there was a lot expected you would come back I know at one stage you had to pull away from the thing because you were going for this town to that town and I suppose that's something about Jim too he very much wanted to go to his place and give him the respect to say you know we're not just going to you know Certainly, where the club players is from. He wanted to go to every place, but yeah. that that took, put a lot of pressure on you guys as well. I I know you pulled out at one stage. I remember we got as far as Newton. You, were, saying you were Newton. I, I heard that you were like I had enough.
1: At, uh, <laughs> I had nothing to I didn't do when he came and picked uh, me up. So I was just I was shattered. At that uh, stage, say but, that. but no, it was great. It was great times, and like it was, you know, the buzz about the county and that it was.
0: It was nice, man. Right, right. Phenomenal, and of course, she took a year off in 2013, as as everybody else did. Ah. That <laughs> and that. Well, jump into 2014, and well, of course, there was a fellow from Dublin writing a book about how again we changed football in terms of what we did to Dublin yeah. in 2014. If we go right, if we go right, and that obviously, listen, nobody bypass the Ulster Championship with that. But obviously, that game in particular, of all the games at that time, was one of the most famous. I mean. The, the marauding dubs were going to just put us in a, put us away but again we stuck to your system we stuck to your guns we had a opened in 10 minutes yeah. but again we started to churn we started to churn and, and we come back the, and and beat dubs and I remember the atmosphere that day come on, was up there with, with anything of the experience he were so proud to be, be a Donegal man and what you did.
1: yeah it was funny if, if you speak to anybody now about football or about those times you know they don't talk about the Ireland in 2012 <laughs> yeah. they talk about the Dublin game in 2014 and they all say we don't care. They just lost. Or, we didn't care what happened in the final, as long as you beat the Dubs. And um, it was a game that everyone speaks about. And you know, it was crazy the way it worked out. And I remember um, Ray McHugh got the goal, and you could see. what we were working on, and they dubbed that the couple of weeks before, two or three weeks before. That it was very likely that he was going to get on the end of a move to score a goal. And that, that's the way it panned out, and you know, there's so much throughout Jim's time with us in Donegal that what he had prepared beforehand. Worked out exactly yes. in the field, you know, and I suppose that's things that get us what give us belief in what he was doing because what he what he said to us, things followed through on it. Like, yeah. but now it was a big game that day, and it was I suppose of we came in that day against Dublin in the back of beating or falling over the line against our man the quarter final, beat them by a point. Yeah. McBride got a score near the end, so there wasn't much expected of us, and, and Dublin were a serious outfit, obviously then,
0: so. Yeah, yeah, the just couple begin. of goal chances early on. You wonder. Listen, but there was just yeah. something about it so at that time. I say, I, yeah. I just remember a picture of Jim's brother Frank. Uh, there was he was looking at the end of the game, you know, with such, uh-huh. like, with such. Uh, I suppose respect him. terms terms yeah. was, well, how did you pull that off? Uh-huh. You know, it was. It was such a memorable time. There's a guy writing a book about it now because it changed the face of Dublin. They became a machine because, yeah, of, exactly. because of what we uh-huh. did. and Of course, the final then. Colin, we're back. I mean, all Ireland finals. You know, they're not too plenty on Tony Gall. Kerry of course completely changed tactics. The the draw we may owe, mm. they came back in, they went sweepers. The so Mahoney came on. They they nullified Murphy, and they became a real rigid force in the final. Colin, yeah. what, what's your memories of that game?
1: Uh, it's just a game that we just didn't get going on at all. You know, and it was um it was obviously a very disappointing day. And I remember, Kerry had their homework done and they were well well prepared and they, they knew to pull pull McGee out for the first goal and, and isolated. Uh, McGrath McGrath and uh Guinea Guinea in front of the goals, like for the high ball in. So yep. you know, you have to give them credit for that. And yes. You know, that's the thing about it. If you take the not that we took the eye off the ball, but if you take any team for granted, I suppose, at that level, you're gonna get punished and yep. you know, I don't think we really got going. I think maybe in the second half or with a ten minute spell. I remember McGee went up and kicked a point and that's we right. can have a good spell if we kicked three points in a very close succession. You thought now we're gonna roll on here and, and play to the way we can usually play but you know, Kerry came back into it again. And they got themselves over the line, but it doesn't matter. you,
0: had hit the bottle of post with a fist last. Aye, uh, the keeper of the kind days. of been a bit of
1: a mess. One, I think McBurdy had half a shot, and the keeper kind of fumbled it out to the side, and and used a tight angle, and just tried to get inside the post, and it, it clipped the post and went across the face of the goal. But yeah, you know, I think if we had a go to draw that day, we would have been very, very fortunate. Yes, but I think well, if we got a replay. You know, I felt maybe well. You don't know what was going to happen, but it'd be nice to it'd be nice to get a second bite of the cherry.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what was the feeling then after that? Uh, column in the next uh, couple of years. Did you feel that there was another push could could happen, or where where was the squad then after that? Uh, I it was hard, a tough no, four years. It, it was a huge four years. You uh, know, was there a feeling that that uh, not in any way that. Um, you were a spent force, but there was so much put in that four years physically and, and, and what the team had. Yeah. Did, you, did you think there was the ability of another push after yeah, that?
1: Well, in particular, it was 14. There's a massive push put in because we wanted to get back to one in Ulster. Yeah. And um, what do you call it? Getting, losing in all our final takes a serious amount out of you as well. So, you know, it was hard coming back the next year and we were getting up in age as well with a lot of mileage done.
0: Yes, yes, yes. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I was just kind of think, um, then... That you know the the success that happened then did did you think then right that that's me we we've had the pinnacle we almost go back there again was was the physical pull on everybody I mean was it over and above kind of what other counties was doing that you felt that this might be a bit much to go at this again
1: I don't suppose kind of but I think you know to get to that level you know you have to really put yourself push yourself physically and I think mentally it was really draining as well like it's you know you talk about the physical drain in your body but mentally to keep going back and pushing yourself hard is very difficult as well and that's why you have to admire Dublin to do what yeah. they've done like to keep mentally being able to keep going back and doing that year after year I you know it's incredible and even more so my Mm. You'd have to give them more credit because yes. they come back after That's defeat. That's what I'm saying. You can't disrespect you know, these, de- these uh, boys that
0: keep getting to that. I know yeah. they always come up short. But again, that was against an absolutely but they brilliant But kept time.
1: coming back and you have to really admire that Mayo team for that, like right. in fairness to them.
0: Yeah, well listen, Colin, we are indebted to you for keep coming back and keep coming back until uh, the famous uh, 2011. What a, what a f- phenomenal four years, come. We touched on most of it there. Brilliant time. Um, for you just in fact of all of Donegal people that was uh, times to be treasured what a career you've had come we really thank you for coming up here this evening mm-hmm. and sharing that bit of life story here with us in the deal debate no, thanks Brandon it's good talking to you appreciate it my man listen Joe Dex producing fair play to you as ever uh, we are heading for Park Essler this weekend Oisin will be on, co- co- on commentary with Martin McHugh and I'll speak to you on Monday